welcome episode number seven of the panther prowl today we just have the interview we're not going to get to hear us talk about all the other fun sports going on but because it's a little bit longer of an interview but it's a great one listen to the whole thing you and i men's basketball head coach ben jacobson Okay, now we welcome on to the podcast, you and I head men's basketball coach, Coach Ben Jacobson. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, you got it, guys. Okay, so first question we ask everyone, what brought you to the University of Northern Iowa? Boy, I, uh, um, I got here in 2001. But, um, Greg McDermott was hired as our head basketball coach. We were uh, At the time, we were working together at North Dakota State in Fargo. Right? Um and had just been there for one season. Prior to that, um, I had played for, I played at the University of North Dakota. Right? And Coach McDermott was my assistant coach when I was playing from 1989 to 1993. Right? And, then, uh, and then I got going as a student assistant and a GA, and, and Mac was still there at that time before he left to take a job at Wayne State in Nebraska. Um, <clears throat> so Mac and I, we had known each other uh, since I was 18, um, and it was his first job in coaching. Right. And uh, so he was at Wayne State, Nebraska. So we hooked up for one year at North Dakota State. And then he was hired here, like I said, in 2001. And I uh, was able to come with him at that time as his assistant coach. It's yes. quite a journey there. Yeah. So, uh, well, when I guess when he came here, you came with him. The program wasn't exactly like at a – was probably at a lower point at the time. And it would be clear to say, like, right when he stepped in and you were assistant, there was a lot of pretty quick upward – climb there and so far you've kind of helped carry it on since then yeah so when we got here in 2001 the year that we talked about and we went back to was 1990 so for us you know when you're taking over a program at at uh, um, when we did you know you're looking you're looking for things to be able to um, talk about point two you know, when you're recruiting, right? You'd say, okay, you know, what 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 are the best things that we've done here? So in in, uh, in 1990, uh, Eldon Miller was our head coach. Uh, Nick Nurse was, a, I believe, a student assistant on that team. Nick uh, Nurse, of course, is uh, head coach <laughs> yeah. with the Toronto Raptors when they won the NBA championship, right. and now he's with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that team that team played in the NCAA tournament. In uh, in 1990, beat Missouri in the first round <clears throat> on a on a buzzer beater uh, by Maurice Newby, and uh, and then went on the next round got beat by the by Minnesota, I believe, in the round of 32. Um, so that was you know from 1990 to 2001, um, there weren't moments like that. Prior to 1990, um, oh, we were Division One for. Um, you know, for for a handful of years, um, but we were a Division two school. We were in the North Central Conference for a long time, right? And uh, Norm Stewart was our head coach at, uh, and I bring up Norm's name because he was the head coach at Missouri when our Northern Iowa team played him in 1990. Okay, hey, that's the Missouri team that we beat was uh, when when Norm Stewart was coaching them. So, um, anyway, to you know, back to where you started with uh, with this, the so we pointed to that 1990 team a lot. That you know, they had been to the NCAA tournament, they'd won a game in the NCAA tournament. So you you can do that here at Northern Iowa. And, um, I, I told, <clears throat> not right when we got here, but um, you know, as we got going, and, and it may have been after our, uh, after I was named our head coach, um, 
and then maybe a couple years into it, uh, that I had told people that Greg McDermott, uh, I felt like was the only one that could get it turned around as f- quickly as we did at that point. So Mac had played here, right? Um, so he, you know, he knew, uh, I mean, he knew everybody, you know, for the most part, um, athletic department on campus, had a lot of relationships already. Um, and then we had both spent time recruiting the state of Iowa. So he knew all the high school coaches, right? He knew where to start, knew where to had the relationships that could help us get up and running. Um, so, it, yeah, it was it. Uh, I don't know if I would say it happened faster than we thought. I mean, we, we both felt like, you know, a great time, great opportunity, you know, to, to get the job because it uh, um Nothing of that type of significance had happened in 10, 11, 12 years. Right? So people are, you know, hungry for that. You know, they're they're anxious to do that again. Um, and it was our third year. Um, we had we had a uh, really fun year. Our first year with some seniors that were great dudes, good players. Uh, our second year, you know, our record wasn't wasn't as good. We uh, um, had some freshmen playing for us, but it was in our third year as we went to the NCAA tournament, and yeah. uh, and then ended up going three years in a row. So it, it happened, you know, it happened when I look back on it now. At the time, it didn't feel like it was right. happening that fast. Uh, but when you look back on it now, it happened pretty quick. Yeah, so obviously Coach McDermott has gone on, and he's extremely successful now. You know, he, yeah. at Creighton now, he's made a really nice program there. But when he left, like, were you confident that – did you want – like, were you pretty confident then when he said he was leaving that you wanted to be the coach here? Or what was that like? Yeah, I, I was uh, I was mostly on that track. I, I – um, um, and, you know, a, a couple conversations. So Ron Smith was one of our assistant coaches at the time, and Ron was on the previous staff when Mac got the job. And uh, so Ron was here and just a, a terrific coach, um, but a terrific person and somebody even when we were working together and 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 even, you know, to this day, you know, somebody that – that uh, um, that I enjoy talking with about you know things like this like what okay what what do you think I should do and Ron was Ron, I remember I remember distinctly Ron saying uh, if you have the opportunity to get the head coaching job you have to take it and I said well, what do you mean I said what do you mean I have to I said I, I mean don't I get to like think he said no he said you are oh well, guys I'm, I'm uh, people already know this so I have no problem throwing it out there I'm 53 I just turned 53 right? and that was 2000 and it's you know 18 years ago uh, so I'm 35 years old right? I'd, I'd been in division one for five years as an assistant coach I hadn't been a head coach yet you know, I played division two basketball um, and so as, as Ron talked through that one you know you, you have to take it. it it was about you know, my background, the fact that we had done well for the five years, you know, the opportunity, um, where the program was headed, um, and that you just don't get the opportunity that often. You, you have to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And you've got to be in a situation where everything kind of lines up for you um, to get to get uh, this type of an opportunity. So, yeah, of course, I talked with my and I, talked, I had talked with my wife. But, but when Ron said that, it, it made a lot of sense because I went, okay, should you go – to the Big 12 as an assistant, you know, and just kind of keep, you know, see where this goes. But Ron said, no, he said, you don't get to make that decision. He said, if you get it, if you get a chance. If, if, if Rick Hartzell says that you're the guy and you get a chance, he said, you have to take the job. Well, I'll tell you, I think we're glad that you took the job. I think everybody uh, at the university, the program is happy that you did. Here's just a few things that, you know, you've done. You have 30, 347 career wins, roughly, that might be. I don't know how accurate that was. I think it's pretty close. Uh, four NCAA tournament appearances, four wins, uh, five-time Missouri Valley Conference Coach of the Year, and then obviously just uh, 
last week, 188 uh-huh. conference wins, breaking the record. So how was that? How did that feel to break that record? Yeah, it was. Uh, um, it was in all kinds of emotions. So the um, you know, Coach Iba is you know one of the names that just seem like it, it, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be anywhere near the same conversation. Like you shouldn't be in the same sentence <laughs> with Coach Iba or the select handful of guys that would be in the same sentence with Coach Iba. Just, so that part of it is a little bit um, <clears throat> you know just a little bit a little bit odd, if you will. Um, so you've got that. Um, you know, our our team this year, um, you know, really glad that it happened with the team that we've got right now. The, the guys that we've got on this team are terrific. And uh, and we – it happened when we were playing our best basketball of the year. We had just won at Murray State. We had just won at Belmont. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the home game against Southern is the one that, that broke it. And, uh, and that was uh, – like our games with Southern Illinois have been, that, that was a really hard game. Right? Um, so – Doing it with the guys on this team, um, playing our best basketball when it happened, right? Um, so that being a part of it, and then you, you know, it, and I didn't know it was coming. Like my uh, my thought when the game was over, and I started to walk toward the locker room, was it's when the game's over, you go to the locker room, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. you go yeah. to the locker room, yeah. you talk to a couple, you talk, <clears throat> you talk to the staff in the hallway, you go in, you talk to the guys about the game, you talk about what you got coming the next day. Like so, I go into the locker room. Um, when they stopped us, and they had, you know, they had some really cool stuff set up, and I, I really appreciated um, everything they did when that game was over. Um, then it starts to hit you a little bit more, right? When you some of the video stuff, former players, and, and Mac was Mac was one of the guys that did uh, did some video stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, then it um, then you get that part of it, and then for you know for a good kind of day and a half or two, you hear from a lot of people. Right. And that that part of it was was super cool. Right. Um, you think about a lot of people, you know, Rick Hartzell taking a chance on me, uh, not having been a head coach, uh, you know, believing me enough to take the program over. And and there's a long list of people that that you think about, uh, but you really think about the players. Um, and what was cool, like I said, the, the the day and a half or two, what was really cool was hearing from players and uh, some parents and my former teammates and, you know, people that are with you the whole way. Like that part was really cool. We saw the the video in the, in the locker room on Instagram after it looked like uh, <laughs> the players were certainly happy yeah, for you. Yeah. And then I like the uh, like on the video board after the game they had players and I know uh, Coach McDermott was talking on there. They had a bunch of different a couple few different people talking on there. That was cool. Yeah, I think it just uh, obviously it just shows what you do with the program. And along with that, like with players and stuff, you have two former players who are helping you on staff now. You got Tuttle, who's one of your head assistants, and then uh, Austin Fife is. Helping out in some way, I don't know exactly what his role is, but I know that that obviously speaks highly of you that they want to come back and be around the program. Yeah, you know that that's been a it's been a great part of what's happened for us. You know, we for really the entire time that I've been here, any any opportunity that we've had, <clears throat> or when we have had a player that has wanted to get into coaching, you know, a, a great way to do that is as a student assistant, uh, then a graduate assistant, and you can take then that. It's it's typically two years that you would do your GA stuff, and then um, and then there's a video coordinator uh, role on our staff. So that that is a great way for uh, you know for guys to get started. And and we've had you know we've had a number of former players do that with us. Um, and it is man that 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 part of it's just it's uh, um, it's so great. 
you know, to when you you know you recruit a young guy, they're in the program. Um, you know, whether you have the highest level of success or you have a you know a little different level of success, um, it's just so cool to see guys from the time they're 16, 17, you know, and watch them go through and do their thing and get their degree. And you hope you win a couple of championships. You hope they're on the NCAA tournament teams. Um, and then they want to get into it, and we've got a place that they can start. You know that they can get started with us as a GA and that video coordinator spot. And you know, Fife's is a, Fife's is a little bit unique in that um, you know his health. He was to, he was had he been healthy, he would have played last year. Right. And he would have mm-hmm. played again this year, as you guys know, right? He, oh, yeah. So and that that uh, um, um, he's done. You know, we're he's done such a terrific job of. Um, handling all of it in a way that uh, he, he's been so positive about it, you know, and, and uh, um, so just to, to be with him and, and the health challenges he's had the, the, the past two years um, and to see him turn it into, you know, coaching in a student assistant role last year uh, and then wanting to be back again this year. And if he couldn't play, you know, we had it lined up that he could take grad classes and, and be in that role again. So he's doing great. Um, and I think the more he's doing it, the more he likes it. And, uh, um, and then Seth, you know, Seth has done a terrific job. You know, he, uh, um, I think as most people know that, that, uh, that would be listening was, it was a great player for us, right? Oh, yeah. was an all American, <laughs> um, his senior year, that group with Marvin Singleton and Dion yeah. Mitchell and Max Martino and Nate Buss and, <clears throat> uh, Matt Bohannon and, uh, Jeremy and Paul and Wes Washburn and just, a. Um, that was a terrific, terrific team. And then he went and played for a couple of years overseas. And, um, you know, after you know, the whole time, you know, he knew that he wanted to get into coaching. You know, so we had already talked about it. Um, and it worked out timing-wise to get back and, you know, get started and do the GA stuff. And <clears throat> just happened to have, you know, with Kyle Green and Eric Crawford, you know, um, the movement with those guys. You know, they had been in stock for a long time. And then Kyle goes to Iowa State and, the, you know, spot opens up. The timing was really good. You know, Seth was at the point where he was finishing up the GA stuff, so the timing was great um, and a real natural for us because he's, um, he's doing a terrific job. Well, it's, it's good to see former players, you yeah. know. You can tell, like <laughs> – you clearly give him a lot of responsibility watching the game. You see him, he's oh. he's getting up there and he's talking all the time. He's got the board. He's yeah. showing people stuff left and right. And I think that's just, I don't know, it's good to see. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Coach Glass, and that's who I played for at the University of North Dakota. He was that way with um, with Mac when Mac was the assistant. You know, as a player, you could see that and you could feel that. You could see it and feel it at practice, you know, that, that Mac had a lot of responsibility. And so um, since the time I got to college as a freshman, you know, um, I was able to to see that and be a part of it. Uh, and then when I worked for – so my first full-time job in coaching was at the University of North Dakota for Coach Glass. And, and uh, you know, same word. He gave, gave us a lot of responsibility. You know, gave me a lot of responsibility to, um, you know, whether it was in recruiting or it was in practice or it was the offense, the defense, just had a lot of responsibility. And, and I always appreciated that. And was was very thankful for that because what happens when you have a lot of responsibility is you screw things up. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens, <laughs> and that's it's also the best way to learn, right? Is yeah. to do your own thing. And um, it, um, so having that at a young age with Coach Glass was was really important for me. Um, seeing Matt go through that, um, and so we've you know we've worked hard to do it the same here with those guys. They do. They have a lot of responsibility. So kind of moving <clears throat> on to this season specifically with the current group of guys. So start of the season, mm-hmm. battle for Atlantis against North Carolina, Texas Tech, great teams. 
we were hyping up the North Carolina game. Oh, we, we got him last time we played him, so <laughs> yeah. we were fully expecting it. And then the first half was great was yeah. to see, but obviously second half, not as good. But <clears throat> what do you think, like, we talked about this with Nate a little bit, how, like, the tough non-conference schedule he feels prepares him. Do you have a big part in scheduling those non-conference games? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so one of my assistants and, and Derek Netton was in that in that role for a long time when Nets was our director of ops and now uh, Ike Hermer is our director of ops and, and uh, so Ike and I worked together on it uh, but but we uh, yeah we, we put that thing together and you know we since so uh, you know really since 2009 2010 you know in that uh, around that time you know we've we've done everything we can to play in the best tournaments we can and to play as many good teams as we can, right? Uh, as you guys know, the you know you can get to the NCAA tournament two ways, right? You can win in St. Louis and you can get the automatic, or you can put together a schedule that, if you do well enough, you can get in that large bid. So, you know, we, we've we've wanted to have that type of schedule every year that we play, so that you know, so that the guys have, um, so that we have both opportunities, right? um, and the guys want to play those games, right? I mean, that's right. I mean, yeah, that's, it's fun to play North Carolina uh, and all those. You want to play? You want to play the best competition? Yeah. Yeah, you want to play the best teams you can, and the, you know the, the the tournaments. You know, the the best tournaments, the best teams also happen to be in some pretty good locations. <laughs> yeah. So in in November, yeah. right? We were in the Bahamas yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Last year at Christmas, we we're in Hawaii. Um, and, you know, we're looking. You know, some of the others have been to like Cancun, uh, uh, St. Thomas, right? I mean, I, but that's also again that's where the best. Teams are um, so you get the you get the games that you need to get. Um, we shouldn't have coming out of halftime. I screwed up. We shouldn't have doubled the post coming out of halftime. We doubled the post twice and they made two threes and that got them jump started. Yeah, uh, that one forward I can't think of his name right now. He was the shooting tra- lights out to start the second half the, the, and they started really hitting <clears throat> hit a yeah, lot of threes. The uh, the transfer from Stanford. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. And then because I was impressed with the way that we played Baycott and then. Yeah. First half, really the whole game, honestly, yeah. but they started hitting a lot of perimeter shots, and that kind of yeah. hurt us a little bit because, I mean, it, it benefited us that they didn't necessarily shoot it great in the first half, and then they flipped from shooting it pretty poor to shooting it at an elite level in the second half. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. You expect from a team like that, so it's not. So with those tournaments, is it like, do you have to be invited, or you just say, like, oh, I want to I join it? Yeah, so the, the Bahamas one, the, that's the... It's the fourth time that we've been a part of that tournament. The third time, one of the years was COVID, and it was played in Sioux Falls. Right? That's um, not as cool as Bahamas. No, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, so the three other times have been um, in the Bahamas with the uh, same setup that we were in this year. Uh, so the, the first one we went to was shortly after the Sweet 16. Right? As, as you guys know, that that tournament, for the most part, is all is Power 5 schools. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's it, how it was this year, I think. I, we were the only e- non-Power yes. 5, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get you're going to get the best of the best in that tournament, and it's been that way all three years that we've been down in the Bahamas. Um, and so for us, again, it was in 2009 when we were, we were in the NCAA tournament. 2010, we went to the Sweet 16. It was shortly after that, I believe it was 2012, um, but it was shortly after that that we got there for the first time. Right? And um, St. Thomas, a little bit similar, although we had already, we had already been to, to St. Thomas. I'd gotten to know that guy um, through a different tournament four or five years earlier. Cancun, one of my former teammates, is running is running that one, or not running that one, but responsible for getting the men's teams along with some of their other staff. Um, so, a little bit of it is um, who you know, like like most you know most things. But 
the Bahamas won, you 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 gotta have done something pretty good. And that's where the Sweet Sixteen had really that got us into it the first time. And then what's happened with with that one with St. Thomas, with Cancun, with with the ones that we have been to, um, the, the people that own them or run them, uh, they they love having us in them because we are our fans come. Yeah, we we heard that we heard well, the chance. Can, right? the, you and I chance for breaking out in <laughs> the, the Bahamas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's 100%. 100%. It, those tournaments love that because right? mm-hmm. you know you're usually at a resort, so you got you know more hotel rooms and you got more, um, and you're selling more tickets. And um, so our what our what our fans have done when we've gone to those tournaments has helped us continue to be in that first conversation. Right? We haven't been bumped out into that second group or into that third group. Like our we've stayed in that first group. Because we've had success and we've played well for the most part when we've been in those tournaments, but they they love the fact that you know they when Northern Iowa was coming, they know we're bringing people with us. Yeah, and yeah. like you said, I mean, we competed in every single every yeah. single game. I mean, obviously we beat Stanford pretty bad. We should have beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech. We don't need to talk about Texas Tech, but regardless, you know, played them really tough, and they're yeah. they're ranked right now. I think, or they yeah, they've been floating around there. I know. Yeah, they're 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 inside the top twenty five, and I yeah. think I think they're. They're either leading or they're tied for the lead in the Big 12. North Carolina is leading the ACC. Right. Uh, North Texas is right at the top of the American, right, that, that, that yeah. road game. So <laughs> we disrespected we, North Texas on accident. When, really, when you guys that's played why we North Texas that first game, we were like, Probably. we were like, uh, who's North Texas? And oh, then no. we, yep, we showed being completely casual college basketball fans. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they won the NIT last yeah, year. I was like, 30 games it was a really NIT. good yeah, 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 yeah. They lost like three games all season or something but, crazy yeah. like that. But we we could have won that one. That was, yeah, that was a close game. That was a close but, game. Yeah. That it, was a fun game, actually. It, it was, yeah. But but they've they've, they've played really well. Um, South Florida's won a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going through it. Yeah, Stanford's won, Stanford's won some games uh, yeah. in the Pac-12. And it's played pretty well. Um, we took care of them. Yeah. <laughs> there was somebody else. Is it... Uh, Oh, Richmond. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the home game we had with Richmond. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've won 10 in a row now, and they're leading the Atlantic 10. You know, so you yeah. look at five or six of those teams that we played, either in the tournament or around the tournament, all of them are either leading their league or you know, within a game or two of first place. Yeah, I was looking at other Missouri Valley Conference, like non-conference schedules. And, I mean, they're fine, but, like, oh. their records, like, you and I's record were, like, what, 12 and 9? But, like, it's not indicative of, like, like – Drake is they're 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 a good team. They're very we, they're we, great. We were at they're the great. game. We were at yeah. the we were at they're the Drake team okay. in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. And talking to Rizzo a while, but <laughs> yeah. uh, like they haven't played like the North Carolinas, the Texas Tags, <clears throat> but I mean, obviously they're proven. But like, yeah, I think for their chance to get in the tournament versus like if we had Drake's record, we would be looking at maybe an at large bid versus. Yeah, if you guys, do you guys, do you look at the, the follow the net rankings, the Ken Palm stuff? Yeah, do you, do you look yeah. at that stuff close enough? Yeah, if you, you, you look at our, you look at our net rankings right now. You know, you look at our line and you go to quad one. Mm. I think we're zero and five. Quad two, we're maybe two and three. So we're two and eight in yeah. quad one and quad two. North Texas, we got Nate's layup and Landon's little floater. Right, mm-hmm. Texas Tech. Yeah. We're up fifteen. Um, yeah. I don't want to bring the the, the, the podcast down here with, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it, no, the it's... reality is of the you know for two and eight and quad one, quad two. You've got those two games. Um, 
Oh, Stanford, Stanford, we weren't going to be, probably beat North Carolina, right, the way they got going. Uh, but North Texas, uh, Texas Tech, um, South Florida, we didn't feel like we played great. You know, and mm-hmm. they're, they're doing a really good job now. There was somebody else that, uh, that I was thinking quite a bit about. And it, well, Indiana State was in our building. Indiana State's yeah. really mm-hmm. good. Yep. Yeah, but they, but really they're, good. On, yeah. they're on your home court. Um, right. At Drake, I thought guys, I didn't think, you know, guys played great. Yeah, yeah you know, we, 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 right. We were up two and a half. You, know, you get up ten, you're in a good position. They fought back and tied it. We pushed it back out to six, had a chance to get it to nine. Um, but that's another, I think, quad one game. Um, so when you look at them, right, two and eight in those games, but five or six of them were within reach. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. it's to what you just said. Um, now you got that large resume, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, we're just we're we're on a thin, real thin line and, from having right. sitting here right now with yeah. that large resume. But I think we've definitely set ourselves up with, you know, like you said, we're not going to get that at large bid. We have, we right. know what the goal is now. We have to win the conference tournament. But I think through that, it, it has benefits still. Even if you're not winning those games, it's like uh, now when the tournament comes around, you're going to have a good chance. I mean, I think the league's really good this year. There's a lot of really good teams. You know, Bradley, Drake, Indiana State are all really, really good yeah. teams. We've witnessed that. Yep. But I think it gives you a better shot come tournament time, come going to St. Louis. Yeah, it does. It just you uh, um, just having been in in so many of those games, right? In um, in both ways, I've I've found over the years, and we've always, as we've talked about <clears throat> today, we we've always taken the approach that we're going to play the hardest or best schedule we can play, right? Um, but both have both have real advantages. Right? That one gives you, if you play well against it, gives you a better chance to get in a large bid, right? If, if you're able to put together a good schedule, um, but maybe play more games at home as opposed to on the road. Um, and maybe in your tournament, you don't play Carolina, Stanford, Texas Tech. Maybe you play some teams that are maybe just in that next group, right? And you're able to win those games. Because early in the season, especially, but you know, really anytime, but I think especially early, winning games is so important in terms of the team picking up some momentum, mm-hmm. right? Picking yeah. up some confidence, picking yeah. up some momentum, yeah. So, um, you, know, you, you know, Drake's, you look at Drake's uh, non-conference strength of schedule or Indiana State's non-conference strength of schedule, um, you know, not, not close to where ours is right now, but they're both terrific teams. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you play good basketball and you're able to win some games and then you start stacking those, right, and, and that, that, that confidence momentum can really help you. So you know, either way can get you there, right? Um, the, um, you, you have you, your margin, your margin for error is thin on both. It's just a different margin for error, okay? When you, when you play a harder schedule, your margin for error against North Carolina is a lot different than it is against uh, Santa Clara. Yeah. Right? I mean, your margin for error in that game is a lot different, right? When, when, you, when you play a non-conference schedule that isn't as difficult, doesn't have the same punch to it, you can't lose any games. Mm-hmm. Like so, when you go over the long haul, like had we beat North Carolina and come out of that tournament three and all, beat North Texas, right? Had we been sitting here at eight and two in that quad one, quad two, we're talking about, we have a little bit of room, right? We got a little bit of room to lose a game or two because we've got so much behind us, right? Uh, so both have some advantages, you know. Both of them, you're on a pretty thin margin for error. I I kind of like the comparison of like what you see with a lot of mid majors and non conference, and then like the Power Five schools, because there's, like, two different thoughts behind it. Like, you'll see a lot of Power Five schools don't always play a super tough 
non-conference because then they're yeah, like they're, their league. They they can't afford to necessarily lose those non-conference games if they're because their league's going to be so tough. And then, but then you also have like a Purdue who played like yeah. three or four like top ten preseason ranked teams. So I think it's always interesting to see how different programs look at that. Yeah, yeah that you know for um, you know for a lot of the a lot of the Power Five schools, um, they're gonna they're gonna play seven, eight, or nine home games of the eleven. Uh, they, and most of those games are going to be by games where they're teams that they should beat and they should beat them by double figures. Right? Mm-hmm. The majority of mid majors <clears throat> don't have the one don't have the finances right, to to pay that many schools to come in. Um, they, you know, at this at the mid major level, you're typically buying two or three games right, for home games in November and December. Again, at that power five level, you're you're buying seven, eight, nine of them. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be at home. And then a lot of them have a challenge game, right? A challenge series where they're going to play one, the Big Ten, ACC. I don't know which leagues, but yeah. they've, got, they've yeah. got that challenge game. And then they might play in a Bahamas-type deal. They might not. Um, but for the most part, you look you look at, the, at those leagues and all of them go into conference play. What, what's their record? Like they don't they probably have like two or three losses. Yeah, they they barely got any Maybe losses. nine and two, yeah. right? And yeah, all the way down, right? Yeah. And it's because they're able to put together that kind of schedule. And you made a great point. It, they know when they get into their league, they're going to get all their quad one games mm-hmm. and, yeah. and a few quad two games, right? Their quad one, quad two games, they're going to get them all in league play. Where we have to go out and find them in the November and December, right? With our non conference, we got to go find as many as we can. Because in our league, and this year, Indiana State, Drake, and Bradley, you know, there's there's quad one quad two opportunities there depending if you're playing five or six times but the it, uh, this year the league is so much better than it was last year right you've got some opportunities with those three teams we're sitting right around 100 southern sitting right around 100 so we've got five teams that depending if you're playing home or away it's quad one quad two type games mm-hmm. way different than we than the position we were in last year's league um, yeah. so we're finding some in the league this year uh, but generally speaking right that you said they know they're going to get them in league play. Right. So in the non-league play, they're going to stay home. They're going to win by as much as they can. So. Yeah. More than the non-conference games that we would like to see you and I play, but no one wants to. It's the Big Four Classic. Yeah. We, we, we're advocates for bringing that back. <laughs> yeah. How's that going? You getting any traction? <laughs> well, you picking up any steam on that? Not, oh. not yet. But, like, that was so fun when they used to do that. Yeah. But that was when Drake was not anywhere close to where it is now you and I's always been solid as far as I can remember yeah, yeah I mean but like they, yeah certainly I think oh, that's fine. they're afraid they're like, like now I think <laughs> like Drake and you and I probably could try to Iowa yeah certainly I mean, well, I mean Iowa State's Iowa State's pretty good but still, I mean, you're still looking at two like, really good programs. Yeah, Jesus, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, yeah, exactly it's that last part it, it uh, <clears throat> for us you know it was great so we had um, Iowa and Iowa State every year right, when I was an assistant. And for a couple of years after I became our head coach in 2006, we still had Iowa and Iowa State, one at home, one on the road, right? But you had both of them every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had one of them in, in – uh, it was the Dome to start with when I was an assistant and then in McLeod, of course. Um, and so from a you know the, the scheduling standpoint, to know that you've got a Big Ten team and a Big Twelve team on your schedule already, right? Because we're that's what we're searching for is that conversation we were just having. So that part of it really important. But you know whether it was a game at our place, a game at Iowa State, a game at Iowa, or for Drake, if it, you know wherever they might have been, the game was going to be sold out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, whichever Absolutely. building you're in, yeah. the, the game is going to be sold out. So you've got that, you know, you got that part of it. Um, so you lose you lose the um, the excitement for your fans of having that home game. Um, and then you know, so many things. You guys have been here long enough, man. It, it, so many things have changed um, to do with scheduling. Right? You know, at, at, at that time, the Big Ten. I don't know if they had 10 teams at that time. There was a time in the point of history where they had 10 teams. I know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but at that time, they may have been up to 12 already. Uh-huh. Uh, but think about conference realignment. Right? Yeah. That plays a huge part in this. Because mm-hmm. now they play – do they play 20 or 22 league games? Yeah, I don't know if they're at 20 this year and they're going up to 22 when UCLA yeah. and USC, you know, this yeah. next round now of teams coming in. So – Conference realignment has, has had a had an impact on this, right? Their their schedule for them to go from eighteen up to twenty, um, and now up to twenty two league games. It goes back to okay, the quad one games are going to play in league. Well, now they've just tacked on more of them, right? Yeah. So having to go to Northern Iowa doesn't sound as much fun anymore. Yeah. Right. Because you've got they might lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you in their in their um, with. You know, the situation that they're in, um, and now strictly just talking from a getting to the NCAA tournament with an at-large bid. Okay, we said put all the other stuff off to the side, like because that's that's why you play November, and December, right? There, there's you know there's other you know, there's reason two, three, four, five, and six, but the the number one reason is to either get an at-large or get yourself in position for a better seed if you're that kind of team. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, for Iowa and Iowa State right now. They have the um, the conference challenge games. They have more games within their league now because of conference realignment. And they need to play eight or nine games at home and win by as many points as they can. And they are in position to go to the NCAA tournament. So as much as I'm with you guys, right, as much as, as we would sign that contract tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, to go back to playing them both, one here, one on the road, um, same with Drake, right? The four of us getting back together and, and playing it the way it used to be played. I'd, I'd, we, we could jump in the car and we had to drive to the morning be there an hour and 30 minutes guys we get there an hour and 30 minutes yeah. that's what they said hey if you're here in 90 minutes the three of us would be in the truck and we would be there yeah. time to sign right. I would love to see it happen but things have changed so much and conference realignment and everything that's happened <clears> in college they strictly again from a scheduling from a at large resume like it, it, it makes no sense for them to play us and Drake yeah, for sure on the road. Those, those, the, the Power 5 teams don't play very many road games in November and December. Yeah, well, you know, we, were at the, we were at the Drake game, and that <clears throat> tough place to play. It was crowded, and it was, it was pretty loud there. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun atmosphere, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah it, uh, um, it was. It, it, that's, a, that's a great game to play. Um, yeah, and, I, and, and, and as you guys know, it's one that our guys really look forward to. Mm-hmm. So it's a shame. Bone wasn't able to I play because it seems like he just, no matter what, he's going to go for 30 or <laughs> against Drake. Last year, we didn't win that game. Were, were but you guys was, down there last year? I wasn't at that we, game, we, unfortunately. It was a Wednesday, so we were like, yeah, uh, we day. wanted to, but yeah. we're like, yeah, you know, we're students. <laughs> yeah, he, he, and he did. You know, obviously, he played great down there a year ago. and um, Yeah, you just never, and we got that, that sickness running through our team, you know, this week still, and that's, you know, it happened, right? It happens. Uh, yeah. So, but we'll look, we're looking forward to yeah when they when come Drake back, comes to our place. When they come back here, that should be a lot of fun. I think we should get a packed yeah. cloud, yeah. Hopefully. And that's you know with <clears throat> you guys touched on it, but being down there, you know, you, you when you feel that, you know, 
when it's sold out and what that feels like. And we've had it in our building a lot, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had mm-hmm. a bunch of games that have been sold out. And, but that's, uh, uh, man, it's a big deal. It's such a big deal, you know, to the to the guys and, and the way you play. Like, it's hard to put a point number on it, but it, we all know it's a big deal. Yeah. It's it, it, Obviously, it's more fun to play when – I mean, it's probably more fun to play. They'd rather play in a sold-out game with a bunch of opposing fans than, than nobody because I just, oh. you know – it's fun to silence the crowd too. <laughs> yeah, those are so one of one of you know one of our favorite places. One of my favorite places to play was Wichita State, oh. for that exact reason. Because mm-hmm. you knew every time you went down there that it was sold out. Oh yeah, it, mm-hmm. did, it didn't matter what they were. And they were they had one little lull in there. Um, you know, Mark Turgeon was the head coach, and they were really good. They had a little bit of a two three year lull, but then they got really good again. Uh, Ron Baker and Fred Van Vliet and uh, the, those teams like all the way through that. It was sold out. Yeah. Even in the two, three year lull, it was sold out. Like you knew when you went to Wichita as a player, as a coach, like you knew it was going to be sold out. Uh, I mean, I know at least one year <clears throat> with Van Fleet, they were, I think, the number one overall <clears throat> seed. I think, or they were a one seed one of those years. I think. Yeah, if they weren't, they got they yeah. got real close. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, very impressive. Uh, I'm Ron Baker and Fred Van Fleet were on that team. <laughs> Twenty years, it yeah. seems. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, and talking about those big atmospheres, you've uh, gotten to witness and coach some pretty amazing games. So I'll, I don't know if I can leave it up to one, but like, what's your favorite game that you've ever coached in the McLeod? And mm. then just in general, outside of that. Yeah. Oh. There, there's, there's, uh, um, there's a couple games that would be a little bit under the radar, but uh, you know, just having been a part of it and knowing what it meant at the time, uh, at Southern Illinois, in it was, I think it, it had to be 08, 09. Um, we had not won at Southern Illinois for a long time, and we beat Southern Illinois at their place. We came home. And I believe we beat Wichita by like forty, and then we went to, to then we went to Creighton, mm-hmm. and we hadn't beaten Creighton in Omaha for a long time, and we beat Creighton at their place, and that that stretch was <clears throat> was part of because uh, if you remember those teams, so uh, Travis Brown was the only senior on the team in 08-09. Right? Everyone else that was on the Sweet Sixteen team that people you know know um, well with from National Brand and Cajole and. Cedar Cook and O'Rear yeah. and you know that that entire group was together in 0809. But that though that three game stretch that week was when I look back on it, one of the most important weeks that we had. And those games would be a little bit under the radar when you think about some of the other games that come to mind first. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, because we uh, uh, we we didn't lose very much after like January 10th of 2009. We didn't lose much in January. Didn't lose much in February. Went to the NCAA tournament. Came back that next year, and we were thirty-one and four. So we didn't lose much at all. So <laughs> January, February, then the next November, December, January, February, March. Um, the week I'm talking about was part of the start of that entire year and a half run. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so those ones, whenever I think about it, like what that meant um, to win at Southern and to win at Creighton at that time was a huge, huge deal. Um, but the two, um, the, the the Kansas game, 
uh, <laughs> was was probably the one um, away from a club. Yeah. That uh, not probably. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what we that's you, what we would have guessed. Yeah, you <laughs> got right. You got a chance to go to the Sweet Sixteen, and right. And everyone yeah. hates Kansas. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say I wouldn't say that, but it's like they're like, oh, Kansas is always so good. They're always good, so yeah. it's kind of one the, of those things. Not the like, blue blood program as a mid major. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. And then, you know, they're the the top overall seed on top of being Kansas, right? They're they're going to be a one or two seed most years, yeah. right? Um, but they were the top overall seed right. in the tournament. Uh, and there's all kinds of things that we could do. We could do an entire forty five minutes on things surrounding that <laughs> game. The, the the kind of two days. Um, there were, there were so many things, and and most of them. I mean, just all. Super positive, like you know, just, uh, uh, but stuff that you would feel like would probably happen when you're in the midst of that weekend. Uh-huh. Um, home game, guys. I, you know, the the North Carolina game um, would be hard to, God, be hard to pass that one up. Yeah. I mean, it got loud. Like it was, it was right right around that 13 minute mark in the second half, right? Because we were down, we were down 16 early in the second half, and and everybody kind of sat down. It kind of felt like um, people realized that North Carolina was better than we were, and that you know this was great that they came to Cedar Falls, yeah. but we weren't going to beat them. Like from uh, somewhere around the 15 minute mark, that's what it felt like. And then Jesperson hit a three, and then somebody else did. And I think Paulie came back and hit another three. We scored nine, probably Bohannon. It was probably Bohannon and Jesperson. But we made three threes in a short, like in a minute or a minute and 20 seconds. And it went from 16 down to seven. It was right at 12, 13 minute mark in that range. And nobody sat down for the rest of the game. And it got as loud as, as, it, as it gets in there. Um, until the Loyola game two years ago. Oh. That that I, guys, I'm telling you, I think that I've told people this, and I, I think that was louder. Than I was, it was in that North Carolina. I game. was at the Loyola game. That was before I was going here, but okay, that was yeah, that was pretty. How loud was that? That was it. Was crazy. That was uh, one of the better atmospheres, just regardless of <clears throat> anything. That was one of the that was one of the coolest games I've seen. And that Loyola team was that was a really oh. that was a really good Loyola team. Yeah, yeah, they were. Who was that Crutwig. guard? I, and who was that guard though? That was Crutwig was good. gone by this game. Yeah, he was, was? gone. Yeah, uh, uh, Lucas Williamson. Like <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He, he, he and AJ went at it pretty good. Yeah. Well, he was such a yeah. physically imposing yeah. Yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I would say that I would have to say those two probably. I mean, there's God, there's been some good ones. Um, we didn't win this game. This was when. Oh, this was a long. This was a while ago now. We played Xavier. Well, if we didn't win it, we don't want to talk about it. No, no, no. But it was it, no, but it was uh, Xavier at home. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was, that was a, a cool. I don't know. It was just was cool. They were crowd. really good. There was a huge crowd there. And yeah, we played them really tough. Yeah, I mean, it was a great. Win, it was a great game. But it was a great game. Yeah, you guys are too young. But the the bracket buster game in 2010 when we played Old Dominion. For people that have been, been coming to McLeod, season ticket holders for a long time. Um, for you know, you talk to some players on that team. I that that's one of my favorite games of all time, home or away. Was the, that bracket? You remember bracket busters? Or is that even you guys don't even know what I'm I talking about? Do you? You're looking at me know. like crazy. <laughs> what is it? Is it like a old? Like is it still? Th- is it still around? It's gone. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. It's, it's, okay. Been, it's been gone for a while. So what they did was they took the the top mid major leagues and <clears throat> ESPN is who put it together and. 
you would they would wait until February first to schedule the games, okay? So you, all you knew was if you were a home team or a road team, okay? So let's say us, Drake, Creighton, Southern, Wichita, we were all home teams, right? And then the other five teams in the league, they were road teams, right? Well, the Atlantic 10, the, um, I forget all the leagues I ran it, but most every league was a part of it, okay? So remember, Shaka Smart was at VCU. Right? Mm-hmm. That ended up being one of our bracket buster games in a year that we were a road team. And I remember getting the call saying, okay, but you've got to play, um, if you want this game, it's on ESPN too, but it's on Friday night. And we had a Wednesday game, um, I th- if, I, if I'm thinking about it correctly. Um, and I didn't even hesitate. I said, we'll, we'll take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were rolling. And, um, and that place is, is as close, very similar to Wichita State in terms mm-hmm. of how loud it gets. And uh, So, yeah, the matchups would come out that first week of February. Right. And again, you knew if you were home or away, but that's all you knew until so they could wait to see where you're at. Okay, so if Northern Iowa's running in first in the valley, right, and all of our numbers are, you know, our at that time was the RPI. Right? Our RPI was this, you know, we were the here, here. VCU was leading their league and their RPI was this. So they're basically matching them up by RPI. And you knew VCU was a home team, you knew Northern Iowa was a road team. We were the, I, I don't know, we might have been the top two. On, on both, I don't. I don't think we were the second best game. Anyway, um, so they match you up that way. They, they wait long enough in an effort to get you an at-large type game, right? So you and VCU beat us in that game. Doesn't hurt us any because they're having such a good year and their RPI is so good, and it helps them a little bit, right? right. Gives them a little bit of an at-large mm-hmm. deal later in the year, right? Um, it was it was great. We had. The first one we had was a home game against Bucknell. And you got, you, you remember when Bucknell was really good? You I guys, know Bucknell, but <laughs> I haven't heard of Bucknell. Oh, man, what a game. <clears throat> what a game in the dome. We ended up winning on a crazy deal. They, they got the ball out of bounds. All they need to do is inbound the basketball, and they've got it full length of the court. Uh, we got them covered. Guy winds up to throw it, throw it deep. And their guy had broke toward half court, but he stopped and started coming back toward their basket just as the guy wound up and threw it. Right? Our guy, Brooks McCown, and Brooks kept going and he saw it and he's got his hands out. Right? But there's only there's only two and a half to four seconds. I can't remember the number. 3.9 maybe on the clock. There isn't very much time left. So he's running across half court, running away from our basket. And he's got his hands out to catch it. And at the last second, he drops his hands and lets the ball go. So it goes out of bounds at the other end, and nobody touched it. Uh-huh. So now we get it out of bounds under our basket. Had he caught that ball, he was going to be between the half-court line and the top of the key, but he's running the other way, and there's only like three seconds of it. He would have had to catch it, stop, turn around, and shoot a half-quarter. So he doesn't. He lets it go. Well, we take it out of bounds. Then we, I still remember, you know, we run the play. We run everybody around the top. We have everybody set up around the top. We run off that first screen, and Eric Crawford dives to the basket. And so I've got it out, and you're Crawford, and you're back a little bit, and you're diving right toward the basket. And they, the two guys ran with, I think, Benny Jake, took off and ran with them. So you're coming back to the basket, and I throw you the ball. All you have to do is catch it and lay it in. Right? It goes between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> and our bench is right behind him. You know, he's coming to the thing, and, and, and he, he sees him, and he throws the ball. We're like, we got him. It goes between his legs. I just remember thinking, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> 
He turns around, picks it up, turns around, shoots it, and makes it. <laughs> Made up for it. Well, uh, awesome. But that was part of Bracket Busters, and there were some other ones. Because uh, we, were, we were fortunate. Like, if you were having a really good year, you knew you were going to get a great Bracket Buster game. Like I said, yeah. the Old Dominion one, the Bucknell one, at VCU. Like, you knew you were getting a great game. <clears throat> that's a that's a really cool concept. Do you yeah, know why it's awesome? Stop doing that. Oh, um, I don't know what that ran up against. Um I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember the 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 reason why it ran out of steam. Um, no, I don't. Because there's some there's some challenges in that. It didn't do a lot for the teams that were not in first or second spots. Right, the first five or six teams of home and away, you were getting the kind of games we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But once you got past like those six, and there's another four or five that were good games, and on ESPN or ESPN two. Once you got past that. You know, you teams that were in the middle of their league, some teams at the bottom of the league, and now you're traveling all the way over here when it has no bearing on an at-large bid. Or I mean, there was – I think that had a little bit to do with it. <clears throat> yeah. Shame. Uh, like, playing – I would love to watch a basketball game in the Dome. I think that would be sweet. You should bring, bring, like, a North Carolina or something here and then play in the Dome, <laughs> pack it. Have you, have you seen the picture of our game against Iowa? When it I was, when so, there was yeah. twenty uh, two thousand, I think twenty two or twenty three thousand. Yeah. My dad was at that basketball. He game. was there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said that was one of the craziest things he's seen. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was, was really cool. When we first got here, there was a picture of that up in in one of the offices, and it's one of the first things that that I. It was one of the first things that I remember seeing when we got the job here, uh, walking out of the office. And it was that picture. Uh, yeah, it looked like quite a deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to the Iowa women's game this year when oh, they yeah. came here. and That's great. Yeah, it was packed. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of, <clears throat> of you and I fans. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so coming back to this season and this year's team, uh, where do you think the team's at now, and what do you think the team is capable of accomplishing? Yeah, the uh, – you know, our defense has gotten so much better. You know, the the games that we that we touched on um, that we didn't quite get, a lot of it had to do with the, you know we weren't defending at a high enough level. You know, mm-hmm. Offensively, we were pretty good in November, and December, but we weren't defending at a high enough level. Mm-hmm. Uh, our defense has been, for the most part, our defense has been pretty good since since Christmas, since we got back from Christmas, and yeah. and the the nine league games that we've played. Really up in, up until um, this past week at Drake at Bradley, right? and your challenge more. You know, we, guys, we've talked about it, right? You guys have said it. They're, they're two of the uh, two really good teams, and mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's been the biggest change so far. Um, so you know, our, we haven't been as we haven't been as good offensively, and that that happens when you get into league play. Things get a little bit harder, and so you know we've got to we've got to find some. Just a little more rhythm to what we're doing on offense right now. Uh, it just we're we're out of sync, maybe just a touch um, in the last two games. Uh, yeah. But you look at the numbers for for Drake and Bradley on the defensive side; they're they're both good defensive teams. So again, mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder in these games. And, uh, so I, I would uh, I would tell you in terms of where we're at now and where we can be. Uh, you know where we can be is you know first half North Carolina. You know the yeah. team that for thirty minutes Texas Tech where you're up fifteen against mm-hmm. a team that's really good. Um, at Drake, you know, the other day, up ten, you know, it was just into the second half. Like, um, we 
that's the type of team that we have. That's the type of team we can be. And that, of course, is where we're, you know, shooting to get to. You know, as we get, you know, you want to get there. You always want to get there as fast as you can, right? Um, but you just got to get there. So whether we really hit stride Saturday against Murray, um, or we you know, find a way to um, to grind out a few more here before we get to the level we're talking about, I, um, you just got to find a way to get there. But the, you know what this team is capable of, we've seen it in you know a half here and a half there. We saw it at Murray, at Belmont, like that. Those two games, like we saw a really good basketball team. Like um, and then this team is very capable of playing like that a lot. Right? Yeah. Um, so we've leveled up here since Christmas and uh, being around the guys every day and just um, you know seeing the way we've played at times like there's there's another level right? and, and at that point once you get to that level you know maybe that's you know maybe that's top end for this team right? or maybe we see another level here for the next kind of 10 days to two weeks and there's one more little move up after that right for the end of February and we go to the Valley Tournament but there's um, our guys, I know there's a, there's a strong feeling with these guys that, that we can play um, consistently better, right? Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, that's to me, it's exciting. Like, we're 6-3 and three in the month of January, and it's Indiana State, like we touched on, Indiana State, Bradley Drake, um, and we got a lot more in the tank. Like, we, we can play better basketball more consistently, yeah. and to me, that's, I mean, that's awesome. To, yeah. to, to have that be the case. Well, I think it's uh, – we touched on it earlier when we were talking <clears throat> margin of error. And against those teams, it just – it's that oh. little bit there. And I was like, looking back at the Drake game, um, there were just some open – a couple open threes oh. that we missed. And it's like, looking back, it's like, if you just hit one yeah. or two more of those, you're like yeah. – it's it's the small plays and the things that you don't necessarily always think about, but it's like those make a huge difference against teams like that. Yeah, there's there, there's no doubt, and you you know you get into those games, and and um, the things that get most of the attention are the uh, are the bigger ticket items, you know, whether it's uh, you know who you're playing or the crowd or uh, DeVries with Drake, right? He's terrific, and he's having a big time year. Um, those types of things sometimes would get. A lot of the attention, or you know, you ran a great play and you threw it, threw it up, and a guy dunked it. Like just some things that really grab uh, everybody's attention. But most of the time in those games, it's what you just touched on uh, in terms of the little things, right? You know, we had you know a free throw blockout, right? um, you know, holding a seal to, to get to catch the basketball, you know, just completing a pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, maybe it's a cut that you make. Like it's, it's, those are the things that end up when you go back and watch the film, fellas. Like, yeah, in those bigger games, it comes down to seven or eight plays that are uh, of the utmost. Uh, the best way I can term them is the fundamental plays. Um, Every coach I've ever had says, no matter what sport you're playing, it's a game of inches. Yeah, it's the little details that get you. And I mean, obviously, it's true for basketball as well. Yeah. But it's it's weird how true those things are, and yeah. now having coached for a long time, when you start to talk about it, you get the look you get from either the uh, reporters or the people listening. It's like, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, I, you know, what you just said about the coaches you had. I mean, it's it, it's it's the way it goes. It's just the way it, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean we lost the state championship because. 
one guy was out by like that much. <laughs> yeah, it's, but like yeah. it, it, that, in that case, was literally a game of an inch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the saying sometimes is true. true. Yeah. Okay, so obviously you spend a lot of your time with basketball. <clears throat> when you're not doing basketball, what are you doing? Yeah, fishing is the one that uh, we've done as a family and something I grew up doing with my brothers, um, my uh, my grandpa. Um, so it's been that that is that would be the one. Right? Um, so spending time with family, and usually when we're spending time with family, we're fishing, uh, <laughs> playing cards. Um, uh, that, yeah, that. Uh, what else do I do? Um, Enjoy going to concerts, uh, but that's you know, off-season type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess fishing would be too. I, I, uh, uh, but yeah, if, if if you were to ask somebody that uh, that same question, they would tell you he's. If you can't find him, he's probably fishing. <laughs> so, where's the spot to fish, or or can you say that? Yeah, well, we can't. We're give that up. We can tell We're you. Give that up. Yeah, yeah but we can't tell you the spot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Some people so, are very particular yeah, about that. Oh yeah, with good reason. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Right. So I was born and raised in the state of North Dakota. My wife the same. <clears throat> uh, I've got two brothers and a sister that still live back home. My mom and dad live in Fargo. Like that's that's home base for our family going all the way back is Fargo, North Dakota, and kind of around the state of North Dakota. So Detroit Lakes is about a forty-five minute drive from Fargo, and my grandparents had a cabin right by Detroit Lakes on a small on a small lake. Um, and then Don and I bought a place about fifteen minutes from that area. Um, uh, it was two thousand ten. So we've had a place up there since 2010. My parents got a place just down the road. My younger brother's got a place just 10 minutes. A different lake, but just one lake over. Um, so it's, yeah, uh, family family stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds good. So <clears throat> coming back to Cedar Falls, being Cedar Falls, you and I, what's so, what's so special about it here that has made you want to stay for as long as you have? Yeah, it. Uh, um, I, there, there's a handful of things, right? and and I don't know if these will come out necessarily in any order, fellas. Like the um, winning is fun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean that that that's been a that's been a huge part of it, and I um, I don't ever you know very rarely do I talk with the guys about winning. Up basketball game I um, when I talk about winning being fun like you um, knowing that that uh, you're able to go out and recruit really good young guys that are good players and that you know when they're here you're gonna have a chance to be successful at the highest levels right you're gonna have a team that's good enough to win a conference championship good enough to win in st. Louis good enough to play in the NCAA tournament win NCAA tournament games like that entire process right has been a part of it you know really since since we got here 23 years ago right that first two years you're trying to get some building blocks in place but since that time you know we've felt like um we've got an opportunity to to have a team that can win a championship and play in the NCAA tournament um and that, that that's been a big piece of it now in order to do that right and this would be you know part two if you will um the, the players and, and uh um that we've had come through here right it's just been awesome like and you guys have had some of the recent guys on, um, you know, but but over the over the course of our time here, man, the the, the players have been uh, just 
they've been so much fun to be around, right? Uh, and the, the competitive, you know, just the competitive will, um, the the pride that they take in playing at Northern Iowa, like that, that's um, been really cool to be around. It would be a hard thing to leave, right? Um, and then, it, you know, we, we've, uh, um, you know, we, we've had really good support. There, there, there have been, uh, um, there been a lot of people um, that have been, you know, invested and wanted, wanted us to do well and wanted our athletic department to do well. Right? And then they've had a closer group of people, um, really good friends that have, um, you know, really helped us drive this thing. And so you've got those relationships that you feel really good about. And, and then, our, you know, Hunter and Tanner were both born here, you know, they went to elementary school in town. They went to Cedar Falls High School and, um, you know, everything's been awesome for, for Hunt and Tan. And um, that would have been really hard. You know, they're, they're when you're on, on that point, like it, it, it never felt like there was a good time. Like they're at this age in 2010, after you do have a couple of really good years, right? So you have some opportunities and it's like, well, the boys are this age, they don't yeah. want to go. Well, in 2015 and 16, when we were, you know, ranked in the top 10 and mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff, and then well, yeah, but now they're just getting out of junior high. <laughs> Freshman high, this isn't a good time, right? Yeah. So much of it has surrounded Honor and Tanner, um, and we wanted it to be that way. Um, yeah. But the first kind of three or four things I mentioned, guys, like if those weren't in place, like the support and the opportunity to recruit great dudes and then gives you the opportunity to be competitive um, as you're putting it together. And guys that are competitive in the classroom, right? And if they don't go on to play basketball, which the majority of them don't, a lot of guys go on and play overseas. And of course, AJ in the NBA right now. And um, um, guys have done great with basketball, but more of them have gone on outside of basketball. And you see them doing that stuff with, um, you know, with their careers and um, and their families. So um, again, a lot of it has surrounded our family and Hunter and Tanner. But if those other things weren't in place, guys, it would it would be it would have been very difficult to to uh, to stick around because you know like you guys and you know, I'm competitive and I like to be around young guys that are competitive and you like to be in a position where you can put together a team that can win a championship and uh, uh, play in the NCAA tournament. So all of those things have been in place for a long time. It's cool. Uh-huh. Cedar yeah. Falls High School is also just a, a UNI basketball factory. <laughs> it's been great, right? <laughs> yeah. it's been, they just produce dogs. Awesome. <laughs> last year, was it last year we had like four? Cedar Falls? Four? Yeah, five? So, um, uh, Cedar Falls? Yeah, my son Hunter has walked down with us, so he's yeah. with us. Uh, Chase Corbett is one of He's a younger guy still. Yeah. Landon Wolf, uh, Trey, uh, of course, you know, playing really He's played oh, yeah. really good oh, for a year yeah. and a half, but he's playing great right now. Yeah. Um, Trey Landon, Chase Hunt. I, well, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. No, I, I hope not. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was like four or five, which is pretty awesome. That's a fortunate thing from not a – I mean, Sioux Falls is a fairly big school, but, I mean, that's still pretty impressive that they've – Yeah, I mean, think about what they've done, right, with yeah. either being in the state tournament or a game away, like for how many years in a row now? Uh, yeah. Coach Schultz just does a terrific job with those guys. Yeah. All right. Well, we're glad that we you've been around. Longer, yeah. No, you guys are great, man. We yes. appreciate you being on, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. That was Coach Jacobson. 
stay tuned for future interviews. We have some some big things coming. Um, yeah, well, you got anything, Adam? No, I think that's I think that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Peace out.